The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And we're back here on Analyze This. Don't forget to stay on top of the local news scene by tuning into the WTJX News Feed with Marcelina Ventura Douglas at 5 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Uh, programming notes for tonight, Thursday, January 11th. PBS News Hour at 7 p.m. Then we got John Lewis, Get in the Way. Explore the journey of civil rights hero, congressman, and human rights champion, John Lewis. Right, that's from 8 to 9 p.m. Then we got Buffalo Soldiers from 9 to 10. Explore the complex legacy of the Buffalo Soldiers in American history. Right? Then we got Miss Scarlett and Duke on Masterpiece. Eliza teams up with Duke to investigate a burglary in a high-end brothel. Okay, that's from 10 to 11 p.m. And then uh, at 11 p.m., I got to make sure I speak with that St. Dunstan's twang from back in the day. Funny woman, right? Beauty queen Barbara Parker sets off to London and embarks on her dream to work in show business. That's from 11 to midnight. And, of course, you know, at midnight, I'm a poor company, which used to be 11, but I like saying this every day. Time turned back in November, this time of year. Uh, for like four months between November and March. Uh, and uh, uh, so the uh, what is normally 11 p.m. Uh, for us now is at 12 because, you know, time turned back. It's like on the mainland, right? So we're now in Atlantic time and they're on Eastern time. And then come March, we'll both be on Eastern time. So PBS News Hour at 7. John Lewis getting away at 8. Buffalo Soldiers at 9, Miss, Miss Scarlett and Duke on Masterpiece at 10, Funny Woman at 11, and I'm a porn company at midnight. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's who we at. Yeah, so I want to thank uh, uh, Nicole Parsons for uh, making some time and to let us know about the forum here on Arch Thursday. My mind always run on Zoe Zimmet. Yeah, Zoe was the one who, um, you know, when we were in our infancy would analyze this um, and looking at ways to structure not just the daily program but the weekly deal and monthly um, Arch Thursday was nice and uh, we try to get artists up in here or things related to art uh, on Thursdays but we do it any day we're flexible like that you know what I'm saying so so that's that's how we got of course you know you guys know um, that I'm a Big Malcolm X fan, right? In particular, um, you know, when he came back from Hajj, and it wasn't, you know, he didn't live much long after that. But I remember watching the movie, and there was Malcolm in Hajj um, with his white T-shirt and his black tie and looking like a, a, a real professor, you know, and... um 
he was just stunned, you know, at at how there was just a whole new vision, right? Um, his role as a spokesman for the Nation of Islam, you know, had a radical, you know, underpinning to it um, on the mainland. And you could literally see how, you know, he was just transforming. And it was just a, a great um, uh, okay, I just got some some news here. Mm-hmm. I got some news here. Um, just watching this Spike Lee film and seeing him, you know, just being educated, just by just by being in a particular setting, you know, and then um, when I look at his. YouTube clips, right? Later on, like 20 years later, right, when I really got into it. And to see how he had transitioned from being on offense when he was this, um, you know, radical voice for the Nation of Islam uh, to, uh, to being re-educated because he went through multiple levels of 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 comprehensive uh, education and in this particular case the education was the pilgrimage right when he went to hajj and then being on defense right because he was on offense for a lot of years and then when he realized that uh you know um b they're coming after me you know, you could when you watch the clips, you could see he was on defense, and then, you know, the the fact that he had to, you know, um, call out somebody that he had revered blindly uh, in you know Elijah Muhammad, you know that was that was just stunning, you know, and then, you know. Once he accepted, well, you know something? I didn't defense now, right? But I ain't going down like a softy. They're going to go take me out with my dignity. And that, you know, you know, when I think back at it, right, you know, I, I, I wish he had looked at it a little differently because he was definitely more valuable to the world life you know and um that's 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 uh, un, uh unfortunate but that's history and uh we're gonna do what we gotta do um commissioner calvert white uh has joined us i know that he's in transition because he got some run-ins he heading from one part of the district to the next good morning commission how are you um commissioner calvert white uh has joined us i know that he's in transition turn, 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 turn down Tonight, tonight, good morning. How you doing? Morning. How you doing? I doing good. So you you heading over to the Big Island? Yes, sir. Some logistics. Uh, um, um, got to deal with it. Uh, we, we 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 ain't worrying about that. Um, Happy New Year. Glad to have you on for at least for a little bit. All as well. Happy New Year to you also. So I saw you um doing an interview on WTJX Saturday, man. Yeah, 
looking good. <laughs> look, look, looking nice and felt, man. All that, all that hard work, all that hard work you put in, man. You, you look in basketball trim now. I, 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 I try and think. So I, I tell people all the time, right? Being the commissioner of sports, park, and recreation is is, is like a, a barber or a hairdresser. If, if, if I go cut my hair. I don't want my barber to have a haircut that look all messed up because then he can't cut my hair. He's a barber. <laughs> so as the commissioner of sports, park, and recreation, I got to make sure that I'm the first person in shape. <laughs> so you look at lean and, and, and all that good stuff, man. So I saw that. You know what I'm saying? Had a good time at the parade? I, I always have a good time. Um, you know, I go continue to support our culture. Um you know, it was a great, great, great festival. Went without any any major incidents. Yeah. I, I didn't hear of any. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, and you know, and you know that, that agency that you're working at now, uh, Sports Park and Recreation, it was once Conservation and Cultural Affairs. You know, that was the name. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. So, so, so you yes. do you do have an obligation to preserve our. It's, be, it's, be, it's, be, changed, be, it's changed several times because after that, then it would it was in housing parks and recreation. Correct. 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 And then now with sports parks and recreation. Yeah. And DPNR has taken on uh, some of the responsibilities as it relates to culture. You know what I'm saying? So it was like when you're talking conservation and cultural affairs and all that stuff, uh, you know, all of those things fall under, uh, all those those tenets fall under those those, those two umbrellas. How's the department doing? The department is doing very, very well. Um, you know, I'm really, really looking forward to 2024. We, we're going to have some big wins. And I'm so excited for the employees. Not just the employees, man, but the, the, the territory because um, we have some projects that are, are going to be closing out. We'll probably do some ribbon cuttings or some some um, reopenings of some of our facilities. Um, off the top of my head, I, I can think about five to six facilities that, we are probably going to be completing the FEMA scope to open back up to the public. So I'm, I'm excited about that because it's been a lot of work that we have put in. And, and you know, I can't thank all the people who is involved in this process because it, it is a long process. Now, when you came in uh, with, with the, in, uh, yo, I, I got a new name. I got a new name for Ayo, right? We there in RB. We, uh, wait, 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 what we there in BR2. Right now, right? In BR1, right? Which is Brian Roach, term one, right? So, uh, you, so you got a new nickname to walk with it. I give you permission to take it and let them know that. BR2? This is BR2, Brian Roach 2, right? Term two, right? Okay. So okay. so in BR1, 2019, when I had a conversation with the governor, and he told me if there's one agency that had a lot of projects um, as it relates to the recovery was sports, parks, and recreation. Um, what a number, what a number was? What what number was? To, it, it to, was it's fifty plus territory wide. We had we had um, on on our, the only other agencies that I could probably think of that had more than um, sports park and recreation. Obviously, the schools, mm-hmm. um, all the schools, and those were really big ticket uh, uh, public works who kind of handle all the projects because you have to go to public works with with with, with your your projects. But other than those two. I don't think there's another agency that had more projects than sports park and recreation. Nope. And when, when the governor told me that, I was like, wow, I didn't realize. Uh, but when you stop and think about all the facilities, it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So you're, yeah. You're, so you're saying that we're looking at closing out a lot of projects? 
Yeah, so one of the things then that we had to do with these projects is, is, is coordination. Um, obviously, we didn't want to stop the flow of programs that we're giving out to the community. So, you know, you don't, you don't want to shut down all your facilities at the same time because then you have no programs, no activities for, for the people. So it kind of worked out where, you know, some projects started before the others because you're able to close on one facility while you're doing that. We have a little situation now where um, Rudy Krieger, Scion Farm Ball Field, um, should have been finished the close of last year, but we had an electrical problem with the LED lights, and that's the last thing we're fixing. So what the plan was is once that project finished, we was going to close down DC Canigator and move all of our programs that's at DC Canigator to the Scion Farm area. Um, just so that we could have some time of, 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 of continuation in our programs. Um, so DC just started, the contractor just started work on that field. Um, so we, we are moving Little League and some of our programs to Science Farm. Um, so we, that's the reason I was heading over to St. Croix today, so that we could address that electrical problem at the Science Farm ball field. Okay, and that's the really quicker uh, facilities. What about the, um, the Wells ball field in St. John? So, we, as you know, we have some, some modulars at that facility. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be, you know, used by education for quite some time. However, what we have done is the other properties surrounding it. So the tennis court, um, that was recently completed. Um, the staff up in St. John did an awesome job with the teachers up there. That was done. We painted uh, the basketball court. That was redone also. New surface, new fencing, new bleachers, new scoreboards. That's one of the, the facilities that is currently completed. And we're probably going to be doing some type of, of opening event or, or ceremonial event, just signifying that it's completed and opening back to the public. Uh, thankfully, we were able to get an MOU and do a partnership with the National Park where they gave us permission to run and manage the new uh, National Guard facility. <laughs> that, that, that's them big truck. Them big truck coming by in the background there. <laughs> <laughs> I got a multitasking. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, what about McBean? McBean has started, the contractors on there, custom builders, they started. Uh, that's probably going to see a new look. We're getting away from the wooden um, sideline where you couldn't see into the facility. We're going to be putting uh, a fence facility. Uh, that way you can see from the outside, new LED lights. Uh, we're putting up there uh, new fencing. As a matter of fact, um, I have a representative engineer from Master, who is a company that's doing all of our LED lighting uh, with me. He's also traveling with me to the Big Island. Okay, good. And of course... So, Macmillan has started. Corwin Terrace is about to be completed. The last thing for that facility is the LED lights. So that's going to be completing soon. Um, Joseph Obain... The lights for that facility is already up. The only thing that we're waiting for that now is the bleachers, and that will be finished. Um, Kramer's Park and St. Croix. We're going to be doing something very, very big over there. The only thing that's left for that is the electrical, but that, that is probably going to be finished at the end of this month. So we, we have a lot going on. Reynolds Jackson, which is Wimbledon Field. 
that is going that that's a lot of work going on there right now. No, you you you're down at ten AM from St. Thomas to St. Croix, right? There you go. Okay, yeah. good. So what we're going to do, right? We, we're going to talk up to about 9, 18, and I'm going to let you check in, then you're going to come back and go step to the side there. You said the young oh, ladies, oh, them, they are checking in now. You're checking in? Oh, oh, so, so you so you, you walk in and chewing. You walk in and chewing gum at the same time. I like that. Um, you, You're there right across You're there right across from Griffith. What about Griffith? Because Griffith is a very important uh facility down there in the heart of Charlotte. Oh, very, very important. Um, uh, probably our our most used facility. Um, also the most difficult one. <laughs> because I don't have any bags. I don't have any bags. I apologize. Oh, sorry. But, but, but Griffith in the middle of everything. In the middle of everything. So, <laughs> so right now, we, we, what we did was we put a new office for the employees upstairs at the concession so that they can now supervise the entire facility. That has already been completed. The new ADA restroom, which is a bigger restroom, we've expanded that. Um, that is from, well, not completed. We're waiting for the pictures to so we'll go into the bathrooms, and then that will be completed. The bleachers are now going up. We moved away from the aluminum seating bleachers to now um, individual seating bleachers. So that's a new upgrade for, for Emil Griffith, Griffith Park. Um, no longer you're going to be sitting on aluminum. You're going to have single seating um, bucket seat at that facility. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Wow, that's nice. We, we got to move up and come up with the times. And then the last thing which is kicking our butt is the lighting for that facility. Um, that was one of the only parts that did not have Moscow poles. And we lost three poles at that facility during the hurricane. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to replace the, those poles, put new poles um, and new lighting. The problem with Emil Griffith Park is because of the location where it's, where it's at. Um, when they did the art study and they did the drilling of the ground, um, about two feet down, they, they were already getting water. Oh, oh, wow, wow. So check this out. So we're going to stop right there. I'm going to let you wrap up yeah. with checking in, right? Um, so we're, we're going to take a break right there, wrap up the checking in, and we'll be back with you in about three minutes. Okay? So um, so don't go away. Put me on mute, and then we're good to go. We'll be back right after this. we got Calvert White um, walking and chewing gum at the same time, um, traveling over to St. Croix and doing a uh, interview. We appreciate uh, him uh, making some time to talk with us. Be back right after this. A new year deserves a fresh start. The Bank of St. Croix provides in-person service, personal and business checking accounts, online banking, and mobile apps for banking on the go, a nonprofit community investment checking account, and a 24-hour banking cash management platform. There are two locations, one in Gallus Bay and one in Peter's Rest. The Bank of St. Croix has something for everyone. Contact a customer service specialist for details regarding our nonprofit community investment checking account. Member FDIC. As the news gets more complex and changes through the day, you need more than just a quick headline check. Here and Now keeps you connected to your world between Morning Edition and All Things Considered as the news and the people shaping it are changing in real time. I'm Robin Young. Follow along on Here and Now, NPR News, weekday afternoons 
from 2 to 4 on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And, and we're back here and uh, analyze this, and we're getting um, the commissioner back on the line. He said we're calling the four five five, but we're busy, so I tell him to call the um, to call the the zero seven six one. So any, any, if you're listening, just call call any uh, call any numbers, and we'll get uh, the commissioner back. Uh, he can probably board around nine forty. There we go. So we got him on the zero seven six one line uh, right now. So we we got the commissioner back on the line. Good morning once again, Commish. Checked in. You good? You, you checked in, Commish. Good morning, sir. Yeah, I can hear you now. I hear you perfect. Yeah, you good? You good? You check yeah. in. You you good to go? You get boarding pass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, man. I good. I good. <laughs> okay, good. Yo, um, we were talking about Griffith, right? Uh, but and, but but I ha- I have a I'm, I'm curious. Do we have any facilities west of Kerwin Terrace or anything on the north side in St. Thomas? West of Kerwin Terrace, you have, you have a basketball court, which is the Milton, Milton basketball court. Um, there was some work and upgrades done there. That project is completed. A uh, new basketball surface. Uh, we did some work with the concession. Um, I think we're going to go back there. That That is one of the projects to change the lighting to LED light. Um, about 90% of my facilities are going to be seeing uh, new lighting, which is a new LED lighting system. Um, and that is, that is the only thing left for that system. And where is that located? You had a big truck there in the background. I didn't hear it. Where, where, where is the Milton? Um... <laughs> these, these, these guys are be some really good airports. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, my son. You're, you're, you're a walking advertisement for how good them are formed. I could hear them truck like I could see them, right? Me and my engineer does that. You're shaking our head. So the, the milk, the milk, the milk Newton um, facility is where? Where in St. Thomas? Down in Bordeaux. Down in Bordeaux. Down in Bordeaux. Okay, good. Good. Now, anything up on the north side? Um, you have a playground located up there. Um, the Dorothea playground equipment 
uh, you know, I got to thank the governor of the Virgin Islands. She just gave us some funding to renovate and change about 10 playgrounds in the territory. So we have four in St. Thomas, one in St. John, and a five, five facilities in St. Troy that, is, that are going to be seeing new playground equipment. So, you know, I, I got to thank him for them. You know, I, I tell people all the time, my, my, my boss, stuff that you have on his plate, very supportive of this department. Uh, usually when, when we ask, um, we get some type of assistance. So he's very supportive, and I, I appreciate him for that. You know, uh, Commissioner, I, I want I want to ask you uh, th- this question, right? As a former athlete, um, and uh, looking at where we are now in terms of resources, it, it's one thing to, to to have the resources and 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 the facilities, but training is also important as well. What's your agency doing or or looking at in in providing camps and skill? skills, uh, weekends, and things of that nature um, to get uh, our, our potential athletes um, to understand that uh, it's not only about, you know, looking good and getting resources, getting the nice sneakers and all that stuff. You've got a right mindset if you want to be competitive. Well, well, well before I go to the, the, the athletes, I, I think one of the biggest things we did in this department is um, – prepare our employees, give them the necessary tools that they need to do their job. You know, I tell people all the time, I, I don't hold punches, that, that this department used to be looked at as, as the dumping ground in the government. Um, you have an employee or somebody that, that you wanted to get rid of or you didn't want to direct, you send it to sports park and recreation, leave them sit down, turn on the lights and cut it off at the end of the day, our shift. Um, you know, within the last four or five years, that, that has not been the case. Um, the employees truly love what they do. They go above and beyond. But what we did was we focused on a lot of training. We gave them a lot of customer service training. Um, my HR did a really good job um, with the supervisors, with the rank and file, the line staff, getting them the necessary tools that they needed to perform their job. And I, I think that's why you see a, a change in the department now is because people are held accountable and they come out and they do their job. Now, um, you mentioned uh, a park up there uh, on the north side. You know, I had a conversation with the governor myself and a developer, and one of the things that we proposed to the governor was, um, this was for housing, right? However, we said um, you can't uh, um, want to create a residential area and don't factor in the need for green space for parks, uh, what, what have you. Ex- explain to the public why that is so critical um, that that every development we do, residential development that we do, that we incorporate the need for green space and parks and all that stuff. Well, well it's what I was saying, you know, the idle tax, right? You know, you know the saying when when people are idle, what happens? Yes, sir. Idle, idle mind. And I, and, I, and I think I think in any development, um, you know, you're not going to have some type of recreational facility, not just for children. Um, but for the adults that live in there, you're going to have a community that's frustrated, a community that 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 gets bored and get into problems. I mean, you know, I think we we was recognized really big after COVID um, when people was isolated, they couldn't do nothing. Um, bars was closed, restaurants was closed, and then when we finally was given the green light to do sports again or do activities again, 
everybody saw the significance and the importance of a department of sports and recreation. People were frustrated. We needed to get some type of stress relief, and that's that's where we were able to do it. No, I had bubbles as well, right? We had we had a bubble down by UVI um, um, in the aftermath of the, uh, the pandemic, right? Yeah, the bubble was created for 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 those student athletes that we felt, um, you know, was being you know robbed of their their senior and junior year of sports because you know a lot of thing that the staff was able to execute and put together. You know, shout out to the department of and UBI who partnered with us to make sure that that was successful. And out of that bubble, I think we had about four to five individuals that received scholarships because coaches in the mainland were able to see tapes of them playing whether basketball or volleyball, um, and, and, and they were able to get full scholarships to those schools. The, the, the governor, you mentioned the governor, um, um he, 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 when you reach out to the governor, say, Governor, I need this or I want to do this, you find that the governor is, is, is receptive to your suggestions and going out of his way to get the resources necessary for continued development and uh, physical uh, facilities. And, well, well, and not, 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 not just receptive. Um, I think a lot of the time he would pick up the phone and call me and say, hey, listen, I need this done or I need that done. I don't know if you remember when we did the um, Our Best Life campaign. You know, we did a lot of walking events on the, on the promenade and the waterfront. And walking down in Frederickstead, we did some in Grove. Um, the Our Our Best Life campaign was the brainchild of the governor. He mm. wanted to get people out. He wanted to get people in shape. Um, we, we saw that, you know, individuals really wasn't using the insurance and going to the doctor getting the checkups and whatnot. So um, that was his idea. He, he put it forward to us, and the team did an awesome job of executing what his vision was. So, I, again, um, I don't know if I, Well, I know for a fact he played no sport because I asked him over the festival holiday. <laughs> I said, well, when you used to come outside, what sport do you used to play? Baseball, basketball? If I used to read books. I couldn't <laughs> come outside. No, don't, don't mind him. He played he play in the Open League and sing. And I believe it because every time I'm, I'm, I'm with him, he's always doing those crossword puzzles. So, he, he, you know. he, I, he played out. He played out one of my summer league team back in the day, man. Don't mind him, man. Describe playing because if he won the team and he won the bench all the time. No, no, you were playing. You were playing. You kind of tall, you know? You kind of tall, so you need, you, need, you need players who can rebound the ball. So he, he used to get some run. He used to get run. He used to get run. This is back in the nineties, you know. This is right right after right you graduated what, 93, 94? 93. 93. I would say this is 95, 96, somewhere around there. When you be when you've been in college doing doing damage up in Southwest Missouri State, uh, some I want somebody the governor play for my team. Yeah, man. Yeah, I I never hear his name called <laughs> You know, some people say back in the day, my son, he was born. He, he was a, he was, I, I he, never heard nobody. He so was a, back he, in the day. He was a role player. He was a role player, man. He was a, <laughs> he was a role player. Hey. But no, I, and in all honesty, he's very supportive. Yeah. Like I said, he, no, but, he no, but check this out. No, but check this out. He riding bike a lot. What about, what about the bike path? 
the, 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 the bike path that's supposed to be for St. Croix for over 20 years now, man, which makes all the sense so in I the world. DPW, DPW and, um, and, and, and I know DPNR, as well as the Department of Sports Park and Recreation, we, we've talked to the Trail Alliance um, about, about that. Um, i, I got to follow up and see where we are at now. But um, absolutely, he does, he does ride bikes. Um, uh, like like yeah, I'll be in the back of the but, uh, you know, if we can get some more, some more, uh, safe up like that, for people to ride, Okay, good. Uh, 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 oh, that's a seaplane landing. Seaplane just landed. Oh, I, I want to move. If they carry them in the background, they're good because, uh, you know. So I, I want the audience to know that uh, right now we, we are literally having a real-time conversation. This is like a remote discussion where our guest is out in the elements and uh, ready to catch a plane from St. Thomas to St. Croix. Uh, finally, though, are we talking about that? Uh, that uh, uh, the cyclists, that, that, that is becoming even bigger than I could have imagined. Um, commissioner, I went up to Point Udall. That's one of your facilities as well, right? Or or DPNR? So we, we, we kind of help out DPW. It, it really is under the management of DPW. Oh, that's a public works. Uh, okay. Our guys, you know, we, we try to help out when we can because we have to go pretty much far. I, I went up there. It, it is um, under the management. I went up there December 31st for the, for the last sunrise in 2023. And when I head him back down the road, cyclists all over the place, man. Bike riding, big in, yeah. this, big in the Virgin Islands now, man. Yeah. It, it is bike big, um, you know. Cycling took a, a, a turn uh, during the pandemic. Uh, people weren't able to go out and exercise, and again, they wasn't able to play team sports. Mm-hmm. Riding a bike was one of the things that was approved um, by the Department of Health, and that's when you saw a lot of people start buying bikes. Oh, and stuff like that. Um, okay, and okay. That's when I bought mine after the pandemic because I was trying to find a way to stay in shape. Yeah. Uh, so it did grow, but but. You know, that's one of the things that we're trying to bring to the territory, some type of cycling event. Uh, you know, it's really, really big in the mainland. Uh, we went up a couple of the teams. You yeah, have, yeah. Uh, Bobo Bates, Bates and a group of them went to Atlanta. They go to Atlanta every Labor Day weekend. It's a, a beast. Um, as a matter of fact, right now, he's probably one of the top cyclists on St. Croix. Yeah. And then you have the left lane riders on St. Thomas. Okay. Um, two, two, two sports real quickly and then I let you go. What's the deal with lacrosse and, and then what's the deal with cricket? Because cricket is going to be an Olympic sport in 2028. Lacrosse and cricket. So lacrosse, um, we just spoke to some people from lacrosse, I think a couple of weeks ago. Um, I need to meet with them to find out how we could do something. I, I love lacrosse as a, as a sports tourism event because when people travel for those games, lacrosse travel with a lot of and I tell people all the time, I don't have to, to, to know the sport, to play the sport, but it's something that is going to bring people to the territory. I'm all for it. It's the same thing with cricket. Uh, I just sent the governor this morning an update of the cricket field on St. Thomas. Um, those guys are moving along really, really well. This, the field is about... Where, where, where is it now? Because, because, because down there by um, Cancrain is no more. Where is the field in St. Thomas No now? more. So we're, we're building a, a sports complex out next to the pool, National Guard, um, cricket field. You're going to have a FIFA soccer field. Oh, that's out, uh, out there in Nazareth? Right we have... Uh, say that again? Out in Nazareth? 
out Nazareth. That's correct. Yeah. We have about we have about four tennis courts. We're trying to get it up to eight so that we could do tournaments. Um, and then you have what's going to be the new home for the VIOC Olympic Committee, which is going to be a sports dome that is going to house their offices as well as you can play indoor sports like volleyball, basketball. No, man, that's nice, the man. Competition, yeah. uh, stuff like that. That's nice. Um, uh, what, about that, what about that little park down there? Um, um, down in Nada, when you're heading towards heading towards the Freedom Hall area, you got a little park down there. When you bank the car and they got so marine generators. The Fredericks uh, baseball field, and we have some big things for that. Uh, the Department of Sports Park and Recreation was able to partner with the uh, Surf. Uh, it's a nonprofit, the Surf Organization, and we are going to be building, or they are going to be building, uh, the first skate and bike park in the territory. Um, they got a lot of support behind the community for that. A lot of big companies and construction companies. Um, so we're going to have a safe place for individuals that like to ride bike, um, skateboard, and also skate. Right, right, that's that's a, right, that's right in, 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 in the park, in the park on Nada Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Not Nada. You just talk about Nada basketball. Ezra Frederick, which is a little farther around the corner. Uh, around the corner, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, correct. Correct. Okay. So okay. we're using a little piece of the corner to create a pump, what's called a pump track, um, which is going to be a bike and skate park. Okay, good. Hey, look, um, pickle, Pickleball got shot in the Virgin Islands or what? It's it taking oh, off on the mainland. Pickleball is already in the Virgin Islands. Pickleball is one of the fastest growing sports. Yeah. Um, when we did the tennis courts at St. John, um, and it was a coordinated attack, all of a sudden I saw these emails coming in from residents of St. John. Commissioner, we need a pickleball court. We need a pickleball. I'm talking about 20 emails that came in within the span of five minutes. So I know it was coordinated. Wow. Um, <laughs> so what we decided to do is one of the courts, because we had two tennis courts at St. John, we decided to put pickleball lines on one of those courts, and it's been heavily used. Um, my team, my sister commissioners have gone away to couple sports tourism conferences. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the sports that we get a lot of, uh, of requests to bring to the territory. Okay, good. Look, hey, commissioner, thanks a lot. Appreciate you making time to walk and chew gum at the same time with us. Have a safe flight over to St. Croix, handle your business. And we're looking forward to talking with you down the road. Appreciate, Appreciate you. I got to come in the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're going to do an hour and a half thing. We're going to do an hour and a half thing. And we're going to talk about the in-season tournament. Um, how that went down and all that stuff, which was a first time thing for the NBA. Okay, so we, we'll work together and coordinate Absolutely. that. You got it. All right. Okay, so. good. That's uh, Calvert White, uh, Commissioner of Sports Park and Recreation. A number of things uh, happening. We'll take a break. Be back right after this. said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24 seven. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. Wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's on point with me, Magna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. How do we know words? How do we accumulate words? 
writer Edna O'Brien. Are they there in us before we know them? She follows a quest many writers can understand. As if these words were the generators of some kind of magic. Authors, artists, sports, news, and maybe even some magic. Every Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, where we're not just interested in what's going on in the world, but why it's happening and how. Details are important. So are different points of view. We're dedicated to bringing you the stories behind the big events and the small ones, too. Join us every Sunday morning for Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Sundays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. The PBS NewsHour has a rich legacy of in-depth reporting and strong storytelling. Only four people have sat in that chair before us, and the enormity of this moment is not lost on me. People turn to us because they know they can hear from trusted sources of information and news. That won't change a bit, even as the faces behind the desk change. Good evening, I'm Jeff Bennett. And I'm Amna Nawaz. Weekdays at 7 p.m. on WTJX-TV, Channel 12. back here analysis and i believe we got richie mota uh on the line uh joining us and i asked um the communications director to call in so we could chat for a little bit because he's the one he got another he got hectic i'd say another 10 to 12 days well no actually two weeks because um the the state of the territory uh is 11 days from today on september 22nd but he's doing a lot of coordinating and all that stuff logistics working logistics leading up to the 22nd and then um, be, uh, based on what the governor tells us, um, on uh, a week from Monday, uh, he's out there making sure that, uh, you know, uh, the good, the highlights of uh, the 2024 State of the Territory speech uh, uh, gets to the mediums like ours and all that good stuff. Good morning, Mr. Director. Glad to have you on. Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year, Neville. Happy New Year to the Virgin Islands public and the listening audience. That's what I'm talking about. So, you going through a hectic window? This is arguably your most hectic window of every year. Every single year, man, um, you know, we're, we're prepping for the the governor's state of the territory address, and so it's always a busy time. You know, we um, you have the holidays, and that's 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 always a busy time as well with this, with the Cruise and Christmas Festival, and then you know, you know, so we're simultaneously doing you know all the events for the Cruise and Christmas Festival, and then and then working on the governor's uh, state of the territory address, and so yeah, it's a very very busy time. No. You also had the the White House press corps. What was that like hosting them for the second year in a row? It was awesome. You know, um, it, it it it's it's an opportunity for us to really, um, you know, when they're down here, of course, the president is on vacation, and so there isn't really a whole lot um, for them to do um, unless something something happens, and that's really why they're here, right? Because anything could happen at any moment, and they'll need to cover it. Um, and so we try to u- utilize that opportunity to just show. Some of our, um, you know, crucial hospitality, and 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 um, you know, invite them up to government house and just show show our appreciation for them um, having come to the territory. Some of them 
um, actually come back and return on vacation. Some of them bring their families. And so it's just really our opportunity to show some appreciation and, and, and network, really. Um, because, you know, when we go to D.C., we, we make contacts. And we, when we go to D.C., we, um, we connect with a lot of these folks. And, and, and it's really an opportunity for us to kind of get our messaging and our narrative out there with some of the things that we are pushing in Washington. Now, this is the sixth go-around. Governor's delivered uh, five uh, speeches uh, already. Uh, does it get any easier? No, because every year presents its own unique challenge, right? Um, and so what, what happens is you get more of a hang of the routine, but um, the, the process, does, it never gets easier. But you just, you just get more, you just get more uh, muscle memory, I guess, so to speak. Oh, oh, that's what I'm talking about. Um, that's what I'm talking about. And, and, um, Steve Young, a football player, he 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 liked to refer to it as reflective recall. You know what I'm saying? Reflective so. recall. We'll go with that one. That, that, yeah, yeah. We'll go with that one. So like that one do, do you use your notes from press briefings throughout the year to help you guys incorporate stuff in the speech? Because the press briefings, the press mean, briefings seem to know, work. That, yeah, that's 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 normally what we do, right? Um, so the, the the process, you know, how the sausage is made is. You know, you yeah, you you keep a good record of all of the things that you have done throughout the year, and you kind of mix that with some you know legislative priorities and 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 policy priorities that you want for the the the, the year upcoming, and and you kind of just mix those together in one in one big pot, along with some of the things that you know the the, the public wants to see, some of the things that the community. Um, considers um their priorities and you mix all of that into one big big pot and you make a good chicken soup now um explain the distinction between government house run-ins and government run-ins <laughs> government house is is like an entity unto itself and at the same time your tentacles spread out to all the different agencies Explain that dynamic to the public, if you will. What do you mean? What do you mean, government house running? Well, I got, I got in, I got in government house responsibilities that because people think, well, you know, government house is just, you know, something that's just a central area. All they worrying about are agencies, but government house itself, you know, I still got responsibilities that I got to carry out because. There's administrative work to be done. There's coordinating to be done internally, security, uh, high-level security, all that stuff. So, I, 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 absolutely. And so, so yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Go, government house. If you could, if you could look at it this way, right? Government house is is, is really uh, an entity onto itself. Um, let, let me give a good example. Let me give, give a good example. There's the attorney general, and then there's mm -hmm. government house counsel. You follow what I'm saying? Right. One, 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 one is the, the, the lawyer for the people, which is the attorney general no, for the government at large. One is the lawyer for the government. One is the lawyer for the government. So, so, so that's what I'm talking about from that perspective. Yeah. And, and so, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the dichotomy, right? And so, you know, the government house and the office of the governor really has two, two, two functions. And to your point, you know, we, we, of course, lead all of the executive branch agencies, but then we also have... Uh, another very important function, which is to um, run the the shop for the governor, right, and and push his priorities and his agenda, um, and 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 execute the things 
that the uh, governor and lieutenant governor um, campaigned on and and what their platform is and what their agenda items are. Now, um, there are also different initiatives and and different, uh, like, like, um, um, what's his name? Um, Tony, the Office of Gun Violence. What's, what's yeah, Antonio Emmanuel. Antonio, Man- Antonio Emmanuel, right? Antonio Emmanuel, right? Yeah. But uh, so, yeah. so you actually have initiatives, right? That are actually coming that work out of the governor's office, right? The office of the governor, right? So the Office of Gun Violence Prevention, the um, Virgin Islands Energy Office, yeah, and the Office of um, Health Information Technology all fall within the auspices of the Office of the Governor, mm-hmm. um, as well as the Law Enforcement Planning Commission. Correct, LEPC, um, which, which, which is uh, very important. You know, uh, Absolutely. You, you, you're, the commis- you, you're the communications director for the governor. So I want you to, to, to from your perspective, from a communication standpoint, what are, uh, what are our biggest needs here in the Virgin Islands at large? Not just for the government, but from our, from communications, our ability to to get information from one key area to the next, whether it be private to public, private to private, public to public, public to private. Uh, what what are some of the areas and needs? Do we need more cell phone towers? I think so. Things like that. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know if we need more cell phone towers. Um, you know, I I think. I would I would say, you know, today, I would say more more um, free and unencumbered access to to uh, internet and broadband. Okay. Um, because you know we we have a a lot of these cell phones these days. You don't necessarily need more cell tower coverage in order to communicate. Um, but if we could really get, and you know, that's one of the governor's priorities is to you know have free broadband internet access up to five megabits um, throughout the, the, the different public spaces in the community. Um, and we're moving steady toward that, that toward accomplishing that goal. There are a number of places already that have that. You know, Kramer's Park is an example. Um, for those of you who frequent Kramer's Park and, and St. Croix East End, um, you'll know that cell service is a little shoddy out there. Um, but now we have internet access out there um, utilizing the VI uh, NGN network, and you could use your Wi-Fi to make Wi-Fi calls or, or even to send text messages and WhatsApp and that sort of stuff. So I think less less than cell phones, you know, cell phone towers being built up all over the place, um, you know, we could utilize more uh, internet and broadband access and expand that a little bit more. Of course, you need um, cell phone towers to do so, but, you know, if we could put repeaters throughout the island, and, 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 you know, uh, broadband lines, which I know some of the cell phone carriers are doing, um, I think we could accomplish that goal and get some, you know, universal coverage throughout the, the, the territory. Now, it, but, but, so, so I, I want to, to, to phrase this, this question, right? If you're the governor of the Virgin Islands and mm-hmm. you are aware of the fact that we are in a ever-evolving technological window in our existence, Right. And, and cell phone service is absolutely crucial, right? We've learned, I've learned here on this medium, that the Public Service Commission only got limited regulatory authority where cell phone service is concerned, which means that, you know who that fall on, right? The governor, right? Because the, the gov- the, ultimately, the buck stops with the governor. Um, the gov- wouldn't the governor want to make sure that all cell phone providers, um, to the best of their ability and their resources, have reach? 
wherever because you don't want um, to be promoting the governor. Yeah, the governor goes on a, on a, on a trip and he said, well, Governor, I want to come to St. Croix. And he said, uh, what's the best hotels? And he'll say, well, Buccaneer, um, Carambola, um, DV, what have you. But he's saying that the last thing you don't want in the back of his mind, he's he telling people about his hotel, but he know cell phone service ain't available for certain carriers in certain areas. That's what I'm talking about from a promotional yeah, well, standpoint as an ambassador for the territory. You know, I mean, I, I think that that if for the for the Public Services Commission, I mean, less so that the governor, um, you know, if, if they're short, if they're shortfalls with their ability to regulate certain entities, I think that that's something that could be addressed with, you know, legislation. Yeah. yeah. Um, or, or, you know, or, or federal or federal assistance. Or, or federal assistance. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, of course, I, I think I, I, I think that the governor would be supportive of. Of, of any type of measure that would that would increase access to to you know um, uh, to internet and, and ultimately um, you know advanced technolo- technology in the territory. That that's a big issue. I believe communications is something that you know with that pipe we got there, right running over over by the northwest and with VINGN playing a role under Stephen global Adams. Crossing. Yeah, yeah, that global crossing um, level three. Um, Century Links. I mean, it had a million names. Lumen Technology. Every it had every name under the sun, um, right. with ownership there. Uh, finally, uh, you know, you know, I had to save the best for last, right? Tell me about uh-huh. the tell me about the road, there, man. Help us out. Give me some guidance about the road, them. Well, we have a number of road projects that are currently under construction right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I could start with Christianstead Town because I know that's the that's the one that we've been hearing the most about yeah. from. From the the, the constituents, and, and I'm hearing from um, some folks in Saint Thomas, there's some areas over there that uh, of need with respect to roads as well. So it's really a territorial issue, some of of higher priority than or, it, or greater really, need, it, greater need, not necessarily priority. Right, it, it really is, and, and and no, and it, and it is a priority for the administration. I mean, you know, we 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 have been doing our very best to tackle um, a lot of you know, capital improvement, uh, capital projects, um, you know, in- infrastructure that needed improvement for many a decade. And 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 so the administration, and the, you know, the thing is, you know, like, real, real, realistically speaking, you can't you can do all at once. No. We recognize that, mm-hmm. you know, there are a lot of places on all three islands that need, that need serious infrastructure improvements. And so... You know the administration is 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 taking a bite of the elephant piece by piece, <laughs> um, but but yeah, we have a number of projects that are underway. Um, Christianstead Town, um, if you notice right now, so that was a major um, project um, overhauling. You know, re- re- renewing all of the the wastewater lines. You know, we used to have that issue down in Christianstead Town with the wastewater backing up down there by. Um, the seaplane and, mm-hmm. and over there by the beginning of the boardwalk. Yeah. Um, and so this project was really to, to help rectify that and to alleviate that. So they replaced all of the wastewater lines. They dug up the roads. There was some back and forth with, with management and the contractor, but I think those issues have been resolved now. And so the contractor is finishing up his part of that um, contract by filling the trenches that were dug. And after that is complete, then uh, the Department of Public Works has a Department of Interior contract um, where they're, well, they have funding from the Department of Interior and they have a contractor 
waiting, and they're going to pave um, the roads back throughout town. Most of them, not all, but most of them. And then we'll, uh, so the worst of the roads in Christianstead town will be addressed. Mr. And then, of course, you have the highway projects that are oh, still yeah, on the yeah, way. Yeah. That, I think that's, that's the other big one. So you have the big project over there by Clifton Hill. Um, that's a really, really intensive project where they're expanding the intersection there, right there by Clifton Hill and where you could turn down to go to the Gordon Finch Terminal um, on the South Shore. So that project is underway. I think that project is moving along as planned. Um, then you have the other part of that highway project that's going on down between um, Williams Delight and Wim. They're installing some drainage, um, and then they're going to complete that project there. And then once all of that is complete, there's a contractor who's going to do all of the lights from Sunny Isles to the Hannah's West intersection where you're going on to Emancipation Drive. Okay. And okay. that lighting project should be complete by this summer, I've been told. So um, all in all, you know, we have a lot of stuff going on. And I know some of the bridge projects, too. Um, you know, of course, the, 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 the big one on Queen Mary Highway is, is actually controlled by the, uh, is actually being run by Federal Eastern Lands. Yeah, that's uh, um, that, that, that's the one between um, the court and and Castleburg intersection. Yeah, good. Right. Well, what we're gonna do, right, is you, you you've uh, assisted me in getting agency heads on between now and post um, city territory. So I'm gonna bring you on again next week Thursday for another ten minute update. If that's okay with you, okay. Okay. okay good show. Good, good show. Thank, and, thank, and thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for the time. No, man, thank you for, for, for making time. Well, Richie, Richie Mota joining us. Uh, great show today, everyone. Uh, be good and be safe tomorrow, the Power Hour. And also coordinated again uh, by Richie Mota. Um, Kyle Fleming will be joining us from the Energy Office. Talk to you then. Be good and be safe. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. News happens all week, all around the world. If you want to understand what this French election is all about... Four candidates are running unopposed, and three of them met reporters Thursday. Whatever the outcome of today's elections, the secessionist genie is out of the bottle. News, analysis, perspective, music, books, and sports, too. Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. Human beings have been making music for tens of thousands of years. It brings us together. It has the power to communicate emotions and ideas. It's a profound part of the human experience. Hear the stories behind the music you love and new music you might fall in love with. I'm Raina Duras. Join me for in-depth interviews with artists who are continuing that musical history on World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1.